0: Hey friends! Today we'll discuss a law of physics that teaches us that things will break down in our personal lives and our relationships if we're not actively building them. We'll learn how we can build a life like God and use creation to strengthen the things we hold dear. I'll share thoughts from C.S. Lewis on becoming something greater than we imagined. We'll explore how we can do that in our own lives and I'll even give you a therapeutic challenge that will help you recommit to creating a more beautiful life today. Let's do this! Kendra Nielsen, welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become, by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Hello and welcome. This is episode three, The Law of Entropy. I'm going to teach you how to create order out of chaos with your mental health and wellness. So you might be wondering, what on earth is entropy and how does it apply to your well-being? Why are we talking about a physics law on a mental health and self-development podcast? Well, that is a great, great question, which I'm not going to answer yet. I promise that it does apply to you and that I'll show you why. But first, two brief stories. So I had a client come to me recently and share how her life was in total chaos and very unmanageable and that she just couldn't continue any longer that way, Uh, especially with her depression and her stress involving her family. And she said that she was ready to change, but she just didn't know where to start. And honestly, I get this conversation quite a bit with clients as they come in for the first time. My heart really went out to her and clients like her, but I'm also grateful because usually at this point they're really ready for change. I'll talk about the stages of change in a later episode. But this reminded me of the story, if you read the Book of Mormon, and Ammon and, and the king's servants. So when the king's flocks are scattered by the robbers, the distressed servants come to Ammon. I'm sure they're probably hysterical and in tears because they're afraid the king will kill them. That would be distressing, right? Um, because he did. He killed the other servants previously. The king did. And when they came to counsel with their fellow servant Ammon, I always laugh every time I read this because it said something like, I don't remember the exact wording, but he was happy. I'm like, what? These people are very distressed. They're about to die and he's happy. Well, that's a little bit how I feel when my clients come to me. Like Ammon, I know there's so much in store, so much beauty when we're ready to do what it takes to change our circumstances. it actually reminds me of a quote in my office by C.S. Lewis that says, there are far, far better things ahead than any we leave behind. Don't you just love that? So the second story is about my husband and I, and it's, it's a hard one to tell, but it's important to share our humanity so we can help each other, right? So there was a time in our lives, when my husband and I were going through, I think, our third advanced degree as a couple, and we'd just been in survival mode for so long. I would say most of our marriage, we had been going to school, working, raising four young kids, and navigating other trials like miscarriages, preemies, health challenges, and more. And somewhere along the way, we got gotten into the habit of focusing on the problems and being overly critical. It just kind of snuck up on us without us really realizing it. And there's this one weekend where we had decided to go up to the mountains for a getaway with the kids just to get away from all of the stress. We hadn't done anything like that in a while. And we went up there and there was a lot of tension between him and I and he wasn't really interacting. Feelings were hurt and it was just tense and not fun. And I think the kids were sensing that tension and probably disappointed with it. And I was just so tired of that pattern repeating itself and having it affect all of us. So early the next morning, Joel and I were talking in the hotel hallway, the only place we could kind of get alone, while the kids slept. And I just told him, I just can't do this pattern anymore. Like if this is all our future holds, I can't do it. Now, I never wanted to divorce Joel. Even then, I really loved him deeply. I just couldn't bear the thought of such a negative future. I told him that we had to change or we needed to do, do something drastic, like maybe a temporary separation or something like that, even though that was devastating to even think about. But we needed to do something to stop repeating this destructive pattern so that we didn't keep hurting ourselves and our relationship and even our kids' And it's hard to think back on that moment, but I also feel a big sense of relief, really. That was a pivotal day for us when things started to change. Honestly, I think it started with Joel. Like, I might have instigated that conversation, but Joel really took that to heart and committed to change. And through his example, I was able to do the same thing, and we we're able to move forward in ways that we hadn't up to that point we now spend most of our time building the relationship we want instead of just putting out fires. So again, what do these stories have to do with physics? Let me explain. So there's a branch in physics called thermodynamics and one of the fundamental laws of nature is the second law of thermodynamics or the law of entropy. It states that things in our life will naturally lose order over time when left to their own devices. So basically, things break down and decay. This is also kind of like atrophy, which I actually always got them mixed up when I would talk with my husband. The definition of atrophy is the gradual decline in effectiveness or vigor due to underuse or neglect. Again, that natural decline due to underuse or neglect. So basically, our houses don't stay clean, our bodies age, our relationships dim, When we're not actively building and creating the life we want, we shouldn't be surprised when they start to break down. And our relationships do the same thing. Our lives atrophy when we neglect them. I like to think of roads, you know, how perfect the road work is after they put in a new road. And just a few winters away or even just one season, there's often cracks or maybe even potholes, especially where I live in Idaho giant potholes that could swallow you whole. (laughs) But that's what happens. Things naturally break down. And that is what the law of entropy is really about. There's this author named Mayo Ocean. And he said, without effort, entropy increases. Life becomes more complicated and things fall apart. But don't worry, you guys, there's hope. (laughs) You probably recognize the name Erwin Schrodinger. He's a famous physicist, and I love this fancy term he puts on something that I would just say simply, but that's often how they work, right? So, negentropy was introduced by him in 1943 as the reverse concept of entropy. So, it's basically describing order that can emerge from chaos. So, I would just simply say that's creation. I'm sure you can notice some gospel parallels there, but I'll leave it at that for now. So how will you build from the chaos that has normally creeped into relationships and in your life? Or how will you create order and rebuild your life into something stronger? Because really, as Anton Chekhov, a playwright, said, only entropy comes easy. My friends, it's not going to be easy to get outside of your comfort zone, to do things that will build, that will create but we're going to work on how to do that, okay? So if, if the forces of nature are actively breaking down our mental health and wellness in our relationships, what is it that we need to do? Honestly, we can't stop creating and building. What I do to create and build order in my life is to get intentional about what I want. We can't really build something when we don't know what it is we want. This is why I create vision boards, dream lists, and my, my big three. This is also why I fill my life with great mentors and listen to inspiring people that show me what is possible, beyond what I could have imagined for myself. This can feel a little daunting if you're not focusing on that 1% again. Like maybe this week your 1% is finding an accountability partner. Maybe it's praying with real intent to know what it is you should build. I know for me, this week I'm focusing on my big three, like I usually do, but also midday movement because... Let's be honest folks, bodies break down pretty quickly. I can tell you as a personal trainer, it's kind of frustrating sometimes how quickly bodies and muscles break down. But also um, I'm focusing on more connection with my family. So that's date nights, that's dates with my kids as well as my husband. But I get specific with those things and I make them into SMART goals. So if you don't know what a SMART goal is, That's a specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound goal. And remember from episode one that Tony Robbins said, it's not the goal that brings happiness, but the progress. So I promise you that you will see miracles in your life as you focus on making those baby steps of improvement and as you intentionally return to the Lord. That reminds me of a podcast I listened to a while ago by Brooke Snow. She's also a Latter-day Saint podcaster. If I remember right, she said that anything that we do that turns us towards God and makes us better humans is a form of repentance. I'm using my own words here, but I never really thought of it that way. I love that, though. Whatever you do that helps you reach your potential is turning you away from the natural man and helping you turn towards God. That really rings true for me. But you'll have to do your own exploration on that mayo ocean also said we often blame ourselves others and circumstances for the complications in our lives but what we fail to realize is that the forces of nature are actively working against our best interests so i like this and i don't like this because i think there's a lot of ownership there it's not about a blame thing but about just acknowledging that we do have ownership But I do like how it's just also like, hey, this is how it works. It breaks down. There are forces there. So if the forces of nature or Satan or the natural man or even complacency are actively breaking down what we build, what is it that you will do to counteract that? The things that we treasure need to be continually cleaned, remodeled, and strengthened, whether that's our relationship, our families, or ourselves. And that actually reminds me of another one of my favorite quotes that I really love. This quote is also by C.S. Lewis. In Mere Christianity, he says, Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the floor and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. Don't you just love that? Again, how does this apply to physics and mental health and wellness? Well, God uses these same principles. His time is spent creating and strengthening things and most especially his children. So God understands that creation must be constant in both ourselves and in the life we're creating. But really the power is within us. This isn't a chore, but a divine gift. We're creators, and as we use those powers of creation to build instead of waiting around and allowing things to break down, we can reinforce our palaces just like he's doing. It actually makes me think of the Salt Lake Temple. Kind of symbolic, don't you think? He's reinforcing and strengthening something that's very important. And we can do the same thing in our own lives, rather than just let something break down and dim with age or atrophy or lose its brilliance, we can apply these same concepts in our lives. So my final suggestion on today's episode is to journal about how you will use negentropy or creation to build yourself and your life into something stronger and greater. Take ownership and explore how you'll renovate instead of letting things atrophy and break down. Like what has come into your mind as you've heard today's episode? Whether you want to call it your intuition or the universe or the Holy Ghost, as I prefer, heed those thoughts because they're likely to help guide you to greater paths that lead to more beautiful palaces and mansions than you can currently imagine. My friend, take that path. There are great things ahead. I pray that you'll apply the things you learned today so that together we can create those waves of change that I have mentioned before. And to add a little teaser, I'll soon be offering a 90-day course if you'd like more structured help on how to improve your mental health in your own home with someone you can trust. But there's more to come soon. And as a reminder, please leave a review or share this episode. And just because I love to laugh about what is being viewed by millions and eating up our time, even if it means I unintentionally send you there myself, remember that what we support and consume matters. Very Boring Harry Potter Hand Puppets got 201 million views. And A Squirrel Named Squishy Eating Nuts got 240 million views. That last one was pretty cute, though. Cute enough to watch. (laughs) Have a fantastic week and strengthen your palaces, my friend. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.